Um, people are going to figure out how to pay for it. They just want something to eat when the grocery stores are empty and no other restaurants are open. It's your job and your duty to say, I have food and I can feed you. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy, Idrif. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, in case you're wondering. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game. In today's episode, we talk with Nicole Bean about her oh shit plan. Like, when you have to say oh shit, when it is packed with snow outside your driveway and you can't get to work, or you're stepping in three inches of water because your garage is flooded, like, oh shit, right? Nicole is the owner and operator of Pizarro's Pizza Napolitana. I've I've invited her on the show for her second appearance, This is technically our third time recording, but I had some technical issues with one of the episodes. So yeah, that's kind of why we start off the way we start off. But yeah, anyway, if you haven't paid attention to the media recently, Texas was going through some shit. Like, when is Texas not going through some stuff? If it's not ice or snow or flooding or hurricanes, it's some shit, right? And at the end of the day, these are the things that you as a pizza maker, just a human being, needs to be prepared for. So this is why I invited Nicole, because she's experienced this a couple of times and, you know, she's willing to share her experience on what she's actually been through, like seeing her driveway flooded or having her brother serve 150 people because the grocery stores are just out of food. We go over some of the things that you want to think about so that you're not thinking about it while you're trying to serve food. And really, we just kind of break down like the true importance of this. Like, seriously, y'all. I hope you stay to the very end because it gets better and better as it passes. And other than that, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, dough? Oh, just one quick announcement. I am going to be joined by some of the homies, the Pizza Pals, from the February fundraisers that raise money for food insecurity on Clubhouse. Oh yeah, what is Clubhouse? It is a social media app, only available on iPhone, and unfortunately it's invite only. Yeah, that's not really important. Let me know if you need an invite. I got you. But we're going to be hosting our first ever clubhouse there. And and we kind of set it up in this way so that we can have a discussion amongst ourselves. But if anyone is interested in learning about potentially replicating what we did, learning about the good, the bad, the ugly of doing charity pop-ups, you can essentially sit there and listen in on the conversation live, raw, and unfiltered. So if this sounds like fun, make sure to follow me on Instagram at what's good dough. Find me on Clubhouse if you're already on the app at what's good dough. And stay tuned on the IG page for updates. Other than that, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and remember to always ask, what's good dough? Nicole, thank you so much for joining me again and again. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, it's so good to see you. So good chatting it up with you. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad, glad you had me on again. I just, I always have fun talking to you. Amazing. I do too. This is your third time. Uh, and I'm going to change it up on you with this question. Okay. What's new though? So many good things are going on right now. Um, I think I'm most excited about, um, my classes. I think I like, we briefly talked about that last time, but, um, we are separating the classes from Pizarro's. And so we're making its own thing. So I've gotten its own LLC. Um, we started its own Instagram page and we're just in the process of doing its own website. So it's gonna be its own thing soon. 
you're gonna have to tell me more about that even if it's just for a little <laughs> bit like why yeah. why are you splitting it up and why are you so like excited about this uh we're splitting it because it's necessary um one we've been getting a lot more visibility with it um but two i want to eventually open its own separate station for it i guess whether that's like outside of Fazaro. So right now we're just using the facility, obviously. Uh, it's pretty simple. But, um, you know, my husband Brad and I have been talking about maybe taking this show on the road. <laughs> um, I think there's so many people out there who want to learn more about pizza and who are doing pizza that aren't doing it professionally. And so I love teaching pizza. I love talking about it. I love doing it. It's just so much fun. And there's some kind of weird satisfaction I get out of teaching <laughs> and seeing people have that aha moment. It's totally different than, you know, putting a piece on the table and people doing an awing over. Yes, that's great. But just the aha moment of someone learning something new or just like that one tweak of or a trick that you didn't know before. And you're just like, oh, this changes my whole perspective or changes my whole pizza game. That's what does it for me. For sure. I'm all about that. I mean, yeah. Laura had, when I was talking to her, she does the classes here at SF and she's yeah. like, you know, you can explain how dough gets hydrated, but until you actually put your hands in it, it's going to be completely different. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, and we're super hands-on. So I'm just there to facilitate and you do everything. I just facilitate. And I think that's the most fun for me because it's just like, you're doing all the work, you're doing it and seeing it and feeling it and learning by yourself. I'm just here to make that process happen. Yeah. And you have so much, so much experience too. Uh, you know, you've learned from your dad, who's a great pizza maker. You all have been yep. in business for so long and have like three different styles going on. You're an expert. I don't know about expert, but <laughs> we've, we've gotten somewhere in the last 10 years. Yeah, there you go. Let's say you're, you're, you're a great pizza maker. You and your family yeah. are great pizza makers. So you definitely, I am looking forward to seeing more of those classes. That's what's up. I'm constantly learning. I've seen a lot of people doing um, like bread making techniques with their pizza dough. And I'm like, what is this thing going on with like bread making and they're making pizza? I've never seen that happen before, but it's happening more frequently. Oh yeah. I'm like, this is weird, man, but there's something to be learned. So I'm just going to keep watching. Dude, seriously. I mean, I recently found incorporated Biga into my dough and I found out from a couple of videos, obviously from the videos I saw, they said it's a bread making technique, mm -hmm. Auto Lee's bread making technique, yep. you know, all of this stuff. It's like leveling up that pizza game using bread that's been around for thousands and thousands of years versus pizza which has only been around since like the 1800s here yeah. in the u.s so cool yeah. stuff cool yeah stuff. absolutely you're always learning right keep keep learning that's what i would say keep learning keep learning and that's what we're doing here today i mean we want the listeners to learn about something that they may or may not have thought about already and I wanted to bring Nicole in because uh, she was uh, she recently experienced, but has experienced in the past, some crazy weather up in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. happened over there? Uh, what doesn't happen here in Houston? It's like we always get the craziest things that happen, and no one ever expects these things to happen in Houston. Um, but last week, was it last week, the week prior, whichever week it was, every day is like a blur at this point, but, uh, we got this freak ice storm and I know that a lot of people probably seen it on the news and completely unexpected. It got down to nine degrees here in Houston. That's unfathomable, honestly. Um, and this past weekend it was 80 today. It's 43. Uh, just so you kind of get the idea of what, <laughs> what it's like here in Houston. It's, it's crazy. The weather gets crazy here, but um, we never know what to expect. So, so with without knowing what to expect, you just gotta be prepared for all the different types of unexpected. Exactly. Yeah, that's why we have the oh shit plan. Oh shit plan. Tell me about <laughs> that. What is what is this oh shit plan you talk about? Basically, it's just being prepared for things that you didn't expect and 
it pertains mostly to like natural disasters, um, freak weather, um, <laughs> anything you can possibly think of, you need to have a plan for. And uh, we kind of started this oh shit plan back during Hurricane Harvey. Uh, that was our very first experience um, in our business that we had no idea how to handle the situation. So that's kind of where this all start, stemmed from. And um, now that we've gone through that, we kind of say, okay, this is the basis for the plan going forward. Okay. Okay. So is this like an official plan that you've kind of written down or is it one of those like plans that, you know, maybe you, um, your brother or, or Brad has, or like the top people at, at the restaurants, like how is this plan situated? Well, so we initially put it into our policies and procedures. Um, mm -hmm. Long story short, we had an issue with one of our management members um, back during Hurricane Harvey. And that's kind of where we had the initial awareness of, hey, we don't have anything in place for this kind of thing. Uh, maybe we should put something together. So we put together in our policies and procedures, you know, the expectation of, of management, the expectation of the owners, um, the procedures for everything um, from fire fire damage, fire in, internal fires, uh, water hazards, flood, uh, storms, ice storms, things like anything you can think of that could cause an issue that if we're not physically present, the manager is aware, hey, I'm in charge to make this call. I need to reach out to the owners and figure out this is what we have in the book. This is what I'm going to do. Do you want me to do something different? So it's kind of like a play-by-play, -play, follow these steps and then wait for direction kind of things. Yeah. I mean, most of the time it should be one of those things where, you know, we expect for management to be ever aware of the weather here just because oh, yeah. it is so sporadic. Um, in one of those situations, like if it's in the forecast that, hey, we're supposed to have flooding, we're on high alert. Uh, we know that Houston floods. It's nothing out of the ordinary it's now after hurricane harvey it's just like to what degree is it going to flood mm. um so you know we're we always expect for when it rains it's going to pour and the streets are going to flood it's just how long is it going to be flooded on the streets um and how much rain are we expected to get and so if if that's the case, management's in charge of calling all the employees, texting all the employees, and just kind of getting a gauge of, can you make it to work? What time can you make it to work? Please keep me in touch of when you can come to work. And we base our hours, you know, in a situation like that off of who can work. Because if no one can get to work, then obviously we can't open. <laughs> that's, oh my goodness, that's something that, you know, most people, I would never even think about, like... Yeah. I was thinking on the lines of, on the side of like, oh, our phone lines even working. Can you even get the communication out? Because it seems like communication is one of the biggest things there. But then after you communicate with everyone, uh, the actual physical act of getting to work becomes an issue. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so just recently with the ice storm, you know, obviously the buses were not working. So anybody who's taking public transportation can't get to work. Uh, there was power outages. <laughs> there were, <laughs> there was. <laughs> we're going to be saying that a lot. <laughs> water, yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, you know, the power outages, they had expressed that they were going to be rolling blackouts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, that was nuts because downtown Houston, where nobody lives, all lights were on and people were pissed. They were like, WTF, why is downtown lit up like the 4th of July? but the surrounding areas don't have power and they were doing it in like eight to 16 hour segments. So you might get power for eight hours. You may not get power. Some people just got power last week, um, like last Sunday or Monday. Wow. And then there were, you know, they, they had water outages. People's pipes were bursting. Uh, we were on a water boil notice up until last week. Some people still don't have water. It's crazy. So it's really situational, but like, mm -hmm. do you have, um, let's say like a minimum in your OSHIP plan, do you have like a minimum number of staff members that can work? Um, how, how do you, how do you deal with that? 
it comes down to how do you operate the business on X amount of employees. So you have to ask yourself, can I do dine-in based on what I have? Can I do to-go? Can I do delivery? Do I do online orders? Do do we have third-party available? Um, Do you even have running water? Because if you don't have water, you can't have any dine-in. You can't even really operate um, without proper water. City city will shut you down. Um, you guys, you guys do dining. I mean, a third party over there. We don't anymore. I mean, we use it for like if we don't have any drivers, we can utilize it through our POS, oh, which is sense. great. It's uh-huh. kind of the like back the oh shit backup plan. <laughs> yeah, 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 for yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I think we operated that Tuesday after the ice storm initially hit uh, with four people and we did to go only. And, uh, my brother was here and he was, he called me and I was in Yosemite. (laughs) He called me. He's like, Hey, we're going to open today. Um, can you like make notification on social media to let people know we'll be open at this one location this time to this time. And I said, okay. I was like, to what capacity are you going to be open? Who do you have? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, it's me and uh, four other people. I was like, okay, um, sure. I'll do whatever I can to help. I was like, do you want online? Or and he's like, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're only doing Neapolitan from four to nine. That's it. It's like, wow. all right. So I posted, he had 150 people in the building at one time and ordering? there was a ordering oh, yeah fuck. yeah he had one, one <laughs> it's cool he had one lady get really mad at him because it was like i think 18 degrees out on that day and she was like excuse me sir um can i stand inside and he was like yeah sure and she's like it's just really cold outside and he's like i know uh you know but there's 150 people. We, we already passed max capacity of like people who could be in the building, <laughs> but oh, um, yeah. So it, it got a, a bit crazy. They were only open for about four and a half hours and exactly at nine o'clock the power went out. It's wow. insane. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm guessing. They, Neap- oh, go ahead. That's all they could handle with Neapolitan. I mean, it was yeah. just what, what you can do. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm guessing that there were so many people there because in addition to the crazy weather, grocery stores were just completely wiped out, right? Oh, completely wiped out. If if not, I mean, like, we because of power outages, we ended up having to throw a bunch of food out. Oh, gosh. Um, like Wednesday, we threw a whole bunch of food out. That breaks my heart. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't imagine that the grocery stores were able to save a lot of food either. But it got pretty intense. I mean, people scramble for food, you know. They don't we don't we don't prepare for stuff like that here in Houston. <laughs> oh, dear. We just don't prepare for it. And then, you know, people are trying to get gas and gas was out for days. So maybe a part of the oh shit plan is have some sort of secondary plan for energy, but it's probably not gonna be enough. Yeah. Maybe I mean, just to get you by. If you have a wood fire oven, you're golden pretty much. Like mm. if you can do square and you can run off of like 5G or Wi-Fi sure. and a wood fire oven, you're pretty much solid. Mm. You can still serve. Just FYI. I mean. No, that's good. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you can have this plan, um, but if you can set yourself up, prepare. Uh, prepare in advance to not have to deal with uh, an energy source that's from the city or, I mean, you still need running water, but like 5G towers when the landlines are down, I don't even know how that would work. But if anything you can do in in advance to prepare yourself for these disasters to keep your business going, uh, more power to you that you're going to benefit from that. Heck yeah. I mean, we always have a square on hand because we've had, we've had to deal with so many power outages here in Houston. It's insane, but the square and having a wood fire oven has really saved us in so many situations. I bet. I bet. Wow. Um, flooding. I mean, that, 
I couldn't like stop. I follow this guy, um, Home Renovision on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he was just doing this huge segment on helping homeowners who were dealing with the Texas uh, weather issues. Uh, and, and most of the things that popped up there was, was flooding. Did you have to deal mm-hmm. with any of that um, at your stores? No, we got very lucky. And even during Harvey, we got very, very lucky at both locations. Um, I don't know how, but all surrounding neighborhoods were flooded. I mean, we had customers who had extensive flood damages. They didn't get back into their house because they basically had to rebuild their house. And it took about a year and a half, two years to get back into their, their home. Or they, you know, just called it what it was and found a new home elsewhere. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy, but same thing's going on. I mean, then people are scrambling to find pipe and uh, yeah, they're dealing with that right now. So yeah, got to put brand new floors in, new ceilings, just unexpected renovations. That's, that's a pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be focused on that and then trying to get your life back together. And then especially if you're a business owner, you don't want to have to like focus on making dough and fixing broken pipes. So, I mean, if you have the time now when you're chilling and the weather's good, maybe think about, you know, getting your house weatherproof or hurricane proof or environmentally crazy proof so that you don't have to deal with it if and when the time comes. Yeah. At minimum, buy insurance. (laughs) Oh, what do you have for insurance? Uh, I mean, like we have every, like all the insurance. I mean, obviously we, we have flood and fire and whatever insurance at the restaurants, but you know, when Brad and I moved into our house, we were not in a flood zone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had planned on buying flood insurance when we moved in four years ago. And, uh, the insurance company was like, but you're not in a flood zone. You know, there's no point of you wasting, you know, $450 a year on, you know, something that will never happen happen in your area right then hurricane harvey hit (laughs) oh sheesh and we had water up about like a quarter of our driveway and we're like yeah no we're buying flood insurance like immediately like we bought flood insurance the day after and it's just 450 dollars. we're just it doesn't matter it's the what if this happens again seriously okay yeah. Well, that's, so it's, at the minimum, insurance is very important. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that, that should definitely be something that a lot of people consider because at the end of the day, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to be dealing with. And, and the insurance company is a, is a tool that you can utilize to help make things go smoother. Yeah. A lot smoother in some situations. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about all around the country, like California, fire insurance is very important. You know, every year the fires get worse and worse out there in California. But same thing in the Midwest, you have to worry about tornadoes. And then on the East Coast, it's usually, you know, blizzards or down in Florida, hurricanes. I mean, it's just every section of the U.S. has an issue of some kind. And it's like, invest in the insurance. It may be a lot of money, but do it because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a lot of money for a reason, because when that crazy thing happens it's like it pays out right yeah it does i mean it definitely will save your ass if that time ever comes i'm hoping it never does to anybody but if for whatever reason it does at least you have something to fall back on yeah it's 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 unfortunately definitely a huge what if and it sucks to have to pin people to that sometimes like i um i'm I'm big on youtube i I watch this uh, real estate a person and he talks about fixing up his house too and he says that earthquake insurance unfortunately sucks to get because you're forced to pay a lot and then when it comes down to the deductible it's a lot and so what he suggests instead is investing the money into uh, making your place earthquake proof which it will improve the value of the home and kind of make it last longer too. And so if you can't, you, you know, if, if you're not a fan of insurance, which I know some people are not, mm-hmm. are, are not fans of insurance, then look at those other alternatives at the end of the day, you know, that preparation is just key and that can be, that can be applied to anything really. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Can we go back to your, um, to your, oh shit plan? Like, um, do you have that thing, um, online that's easily accessible for anyone? Is it on a piece of paper? Hey, hey, pizza pals. I hate to interrupt this, but I'm going to be super respectful of your time. I am in need of your feedback. I love doing these podcasts and I just want to make sure that I'm still on the right track. And so I'm going to leave an open standing survey on my Instagram page. It's going to be a Google form. Please take the time to fill it out. It's going to ask you questions that pertain to the show that'll hopefully ensure that we're making a show for you. I appreciate all those who have already filled out the survey. You know who you are. I sent it out to you. You gave me the responses. And they are so, so valuable. I'm not going to give too much away, but just know that all of these responses, you're going to see them reflected on the show moving forward because this show is for you and me. So when you're done with this episode or if you want to multitask, go ahead and check on my Instagram page, click the link tree, and fill out the survey. The two to three minutes that it's going to take to answer this relatively short survey is going to help you and me tons. All right. Thanks for your time. Now let's get back to the show. I asked you if it was available online because like if, if this piece of paper or document that you have is stuck at the store somewhere, you want to be able to access it. And so I highly recommend using something like Google Docs, Google Drive, yeah. right? Something that you can share among the people who need to know these pieces of information yeah. so that like if you're over in Yosemite watching Firefall, <laughs> your brother can access it right because at the end of the day this this plan is useless if only if the person who has access to it can't access it exactly yeah and it's it's again one of those things are like we have a base of of what we can do but yeah i actually agree i need to like google doc this and put it in our shared files yeah no, it's <laughs> because good. you just you never know but yeah, I'll do that and I'll I'll send it to you so you can share it with people. But I think it's hey. definitely like important. It's important stuff that people and it's just like it's not even very specific. It's just bullet points of what can I do and how can I operate my business when something happens. I think that in itself is is the key there. It's like you've actually experienced a few of these. You've given it some thoughts, you've collected your thoughts. You know, I, I, um, I just finished my charity pop-up and I felt like leading up to it, I just wrote down a bunch of stuff, processes, you know, systems, where I put the boxes. I literally drew out my countertops on a piece of paper and I wrote down where each station would be so that I could have the smoothest time getting the pizza out. And then on the day, of the actual pop-up, I was on cruise control. You know, I like yeah. knew where to put things were. I kept my stations clean, relatively clean. I'm, <laughs> I'm generally a messy cook, but you know, because I did the planning, I kept it clean. So I think the important thing that I truly believe in is systems and just giving it the thought that is needed so that you can run as smoothly as possible in a world that is not smooth at all. Absolutely. No, that's perfect because then you have an idea of like, okay, this is how I want it to operate. Yeah. And then on the day of, or if it ever happens, you have that idea already set. And you're like, okay, I can keep a calm, cool, collected head about this oh, yes. and just go through the motions and not freak out. And there's going to be stuff that you weren't a hundred percent on, or, you know, like after it's all done, you can say, we could have done that better, or it could have operated in a different way, or I can improve. It's always, I mean, there's always something you're going to learn, especially in the moment, because each each and every scenario is completely different. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that the key thing here is to try to not make the same mistake twice exactly. or three times or four times, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think after the first time you make a mistake and you know it's a mistake, you just say, we're not doing that again ever. And then you move forward. Yeah. 
I, I I'll, you know, I'm a human being though. I've made mistakes twice, three times. And I, I get on myself for that, but the sooner you catch it, the better, because these mistakes, when there's a natural disaster, uh, nobody got time to be making the same mistakes twice. It, when, when the, yep. when the lights are out, when the water's not running, you got so many other things to focus on when, you know, hurricane, whoever is knocking at the door. Yeah, absolutely. I think the base, 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 base things to remember is what can I do at the bare minimum? And I think the key thing is, is like, how can I feed people? It's not really about how much money you can make in this, in this scenario, because price gouging gets really crazy. Um, and when things like this happen, and it's not fair, and it's, it's rude. I mean, it's rude, honestly, to do that. And then as a restaurateur, your first thing should be like, how do I feed people in a time of need? Because people are going to pay for it. It doesn't matter. Um, people are going to figure out how to pay for it. They just want something to eat when the grocery stores are empty and no other restaurants are open. It's your job and your duty to say, I have food and I can feed you. And that's it at the end of the day. And it doesn't matter how much you have. You do what you can. That is amazing. I love that so, so much. It's like, who am I? Who is this restaurant to this community in its time of need? Am I going to be the restaurant that saves the people who trust in us? Am I going to be the restaurant who, or am I going to be the restaurant who's unprepared, closes down, but could have done something if mm -hmm. they were ready for it? Absolutely. I mean, we have to think about the scenario that just happened, like, uh, you know, Ted Cruz fled to Cancun and everyone was super pissed about it. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's that scenario of like, you have, you have a job to do and your one job is to feed people. And you decided, no, nah, I'm just going to take this week off, even though I know I could willingly like go in there and, you know, make dough for people and feed them. Even if it's just me, people will wait. I mean, during Hurricane Harvey, we had a four-hour wait for just Neapolitan pizza. People waited because you're providing you're providing them food, and that's all that matters. At the end of the day, they're just hungry, and there's nowhere else to get food. They're going to wait four hours to get food. That's so crazy, and I believe it. You know, when the the whole hundred and fifty people like that just goes to show how what an impact you make for your community. And again, there's a complete difference between, oh, the ice is blocked. I can't unlock the store. I can't get there. Fine. Um, but there's also a difference between where it's like, oh, there's a separate lockbox somewhere behind the store. Someone who lives closer to the store can actually get there, unlock it, and all the other staff members can get there. And let's serve our community. Let's do what we do, even though it's freaking hard because people are relying on us. We have a name to uphold. This is why we're in the business, right? But yep. those two scenarios are completely different, right? And the yep. one main separation is the preparation in advance, or it's the collecting your thoughts afterwards so that you can actually learn, right? And I appreciate yeah. that you're collecting your thoughts. Tell me more. What else, what else you got? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just, like your communication has to be in place. So obviously like who can get there, who's coming, you know, what can you do? Um, you know, like how long can you go for? So in this scenario, it was like, we can be open for five hours mm. unless we sell out a dough first. Um, so it's just like, you know, what do you have? What can you provide on your menu? And sometimes you have to get creative you know sometimes it may not be something you normally serve maybe it's i have you know 500 pounds of french fries in the freezer for i don't even know what reason at a pizzeria but you never know and maybe that's what you can make maybe it is i mean you know it's just about feeding people and just figuring out like what can you do to keep people uh fed in a time of need um so if you have to dwindle your menu down to like I only have cheese or pepperoni pizzas. So be it, man. Do what you got to do. Um, and then just, you know, like set up your expectations. Um, you know, for us, uh, like I said, I wasn't there. So I was doing my best to help my brother on social media. So I set 
everything up on social media of like, we're only selling Neapolitan pizzas. We're only going to be open for this amount of time unless we run out of dough. Um, you know, some things may be limited. It's to go only. We don't have fountain drinks. You're just setting that expectation so people already know and understand before they arrive that I can only get this. Uh, you know, you're telling me you only have pepperoni. That's fine. I'll take it. If you're out of pepperoni, you know, some people will bitch and gripe, but you can do what you can do. You know what I mean? Um, and just setting that expectation ahead of time. So you don't piss people off because they will get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> they will, even in, even in crazy times like this, you know, there'll be at least one person who's like, I drove all the way out here for your New York pizza and you don't have it. I'm like, well, we posted like, that we only have Neapolitan. Like, do you it's want me to call door. you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we went out of our way, you know, like posting things like on the door and on social media. And, you know, we left, you know, put our, our voicemail up. So we weren't answering phones. So before you even got there, if you tried to call, you know, you knew what was going on. The expectation was basically just set. So, sorry, you said um, you left, you, you made the voice, you changed up the voicemail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. That is a much, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, at the end of the day, the consumer is going to check the website, um, the phones, the social media pages, and then at the uh, at the very end of it is like the signs out at front. And so, you know, I think what you're saying is super key, right? The communication, yeah. setting the expectation. You can only do so much, um, but I mean, doing those four things. If there are more, you know, do them really yeah. so that you avoid it, pissy customers. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because we get so many messages. I do our social media. So like I, I receive all the messages and all the information. Um, and I cannot tell you how many people reach out via DM yeah. about our online ordering orders, questions. And I'm like, you could have called for this, but in, in the scenario of the ice storm, you know, I had come back from the park and we had eight to 10 messages in my inbox, uh, on Instagram. And most every single one was your online ordering's not working. And I want to order a pizza. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it sucks, but I, I think people have an expectation of like, you're you're on social media 24 seven, there's going to be someone there on social media 24 seven. It's really hard. So when I got back, um, you know, I responded to each and every one, you know, I do apologize for late response, but you know, we did not turn online ordering on. This is why. And everyone was super grateful. I think I had a few like right back and they were like, Oh, thank you so much for responding. And I had, you know, a couple of people just, you know, like it, like the message back, which is fine. Yeah. But you know, you got to respond. You got to be present, even though you you can't do it 24 seven, you'd at least have to write something back. Seriously. That's, that's a rough position to be in because I've been to Yosemite multiple times. It's my favorite place on earth and there's no signal there. <laughs> and so, I mean, there is in the Valley, but that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's rough if you're on a trail or something. Yeah. Oh dear. It yeah. must've been rough but it wasn't too, too it. bad. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't too, too bad. I mean, like we stayed mostly in the Valley just because, you know, winter months, they don't have too much open. Um, so it's pretty easy to keep communication open, uh, with my brother who was here and, um, some of the managers would, you know, contact me or Brad and they're like, Hey, we're, uh, we don't have this. We don't have that. So we're, you know, walking on a trail, calling vendors, you know, and we're like, hey, when can you deliver something? Uh, it may not be till next week. So we're like the whole time. It was like a working, weird working vacation. Yeah. And but that's, it's that's all right. not all. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. It's something that, you know, it's the it's the life that you signed up for. Exactly. Um, it's obviously not ideal. You want to be able to relax, take a break, but you got to do your part in, in helping, yeah. out, helping out your business. There are no days off. There are no days off. Really? Sorry. You you yeah. signed up for a no days off job. If yeah. you want days off, go work for a corporation. Right. Go do that nine to five. No, I feel <laughs> yeah. that. I feel yeah. that for sure. But no, it's there's you know some gratification in it for sure. Definitely I love that. some gratification. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah. should feel proud that you all were able to serve who you served 
that y'all stayed open, um, that you came out of this winning, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it does suck, honestly, to only have Neapolitan available mm-hmm. because, you know, we don't, we don't like to alter a menu. Sure. Like when COVID happened, you know, a lot of people changed their menus uh, drastically. Right. And I think we were one of the only places in our areas at first that did not change our menu. We didn't adjust any prices. Nothing fluctuated. We just kept going like nothing ever happened. And I think there was really a satisfaction about it that people could continue to come and get what they liked, what they were originally coming for. Versus like, I know when we went to support some of our local restaurants, we had noticed that, you know, the menu was completely different or they weren't serving half of what they normally serve. They just completely did a different menu altogether. Um, Just like a very basic menu. And I was like, man, this is, this sucks. Like, I don't want to come back because I only came here for X. We're creature of habits. You know, you go for the same thing every time. Right. And then they didn't have it. And I was like, well, that's really unsatisfactory. Yeah. So it does stink in a little bit of a way, but at the same time, you have to remember, like, we're feeding people. It's not about what I want. It's about just the end result. And food in someone's belly is a basic need. So as long as you provide that, it's all that matters. Awesome advice. I I love to learn from people um, from their mistakes, like what not to do or what they could have done better. Is anything that come that comes to mind right now that you're like, oh, I definitely could have done it differently, or there was a situation where we should have done this, or where we did this but should have done this. Any of those come to mind? So many, so many. <laughs> I think the, the initial um, oh shit plan uh, back from Hurricane Harvey, we learned that. Uh, we did need to be aware of the weather and we needed to really proceed with caution because even though we knew that Houston flooded a lot in the back of my mind, I was still like, it can't be that bad. It's, you know, it's just rain. And then it got bad quick. And one of my managers called just like completely bitching us out. Like, how could you have done this to us? this employee stranded and we should have closed two hours ago and it did fall back on us. It was one of those scenarios where it was like, well, couldn't you have like just made that call? Like you're in charge of the store. Like you should have made that call and said, Hey, we need to close because the streets are already starting to flood. But it was just that miscommunication. And it was, it all really came back down on us as owners of not, really taking anything seriously or not, you know, proceeding with caution. And we pissed a lot of people off and uh, the employee that was stranded was stranded all night. He somehow made it back to the store. Him and his wife um, finally got their kid. It's a long story. They picked up their kid and they went back to the store and they, he was like, can I start the fire and, and cook myself some food? And I said, yes, do whatever you need to do. Stay warm you know, keep yourself safe. So they did, they slept at the store. They made themselves some pizza. And it was at that moment, like I felt terrible, but couldn't even get to him to bring him to my house. And I was just like, Jesus, this, this is just a horrible, horrible situation that I never want to go through ever again. And I never want to put anybody in this circumstance. And that's when I decided, okay, this, this needs to change immediately. We need to have a plan set in place because I felt horrible. You know, you, you personally just feel like a shit person for doing that to somebody else. And it's not necessarily all your fault, but you feel to blame for it. So that was like the first scenario. I was just like, okay, we got to do something. Something has to change. How are just, how are they stranded? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Okay. So when the flood started for Hurricane Harvey, it happened so fast. I mean, I think we got like 20 inches of rain within three hours. And um, the water, he had driven 
to go pick up his kid from the the nanny. And he drove through this water puddle, which ended up being like halfway up to his door, his uh, driver's door. And they had to get out through the window. They had to roll down the window, climb out of the window. And then they like treaded through water. They had a police officer pick them up from a bank that they were at. And uh, the officer brought them to our uh, one of our locations, and he called me. So they were finally able to like plug their phone in and get it charged and call me and say, "Hey, we made it to the store." And it was just it was intense. I mean, we had water up to our driveway, so we couldn't leave. Wow. Yeah. That is that is some scary stuff right there. And it was, yeah, it was super scary because you you're just helpless. There's nothing yeah. you can do. Yeah. It's definitely something to think about when you're a business owner, because it's like, you not only have responsibility to yourself, to your business, to your community, but included in that business are, are the people that, that are your family, your work family. And it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to digest. Um, but at, clearly, as you've mentioned here, just communication seems to be like the recurring theme here and just have, have that communication plan. Anticipate as best as you can, even though it may or may not work, but just try to do your best. Try to, at the end of the day, be a good person. Let that lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, if you see it coming, if you know that there's weather, inclement weather coming, just be prepared and have that communication ahead of time of if X happens, this is the plan. If Y happens, this is the plan. If you're not sure, pick up the phone. <laughs> what if the phones are down? What you got? If the phones are down, make the best choice possible. That's all I can say. I know common sense is not, not everybody has common sense, but do what you think is best. Great answer. I, I know yeah. I put you on the spot for that one. That was a great answer. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, enable, enable the people um, who are in the store making those decisions to to do what they think is right you know and and hopefully you you trust someone enough uh, to put them in that position to make the right choice yeah i mean the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to learn a lesson facts yeah wow okay i got uh we're, we're almost up on time so i got two questions for you okay what's one mistake that people can avoid in the pizza business oh that they can avoid uh, don't sell something that you're not comfortable with selling. If you're not happy with your dough, for example, um, you made dough this morning and you start using that dough this morning and you're not comfortable selling that dough from this morning, don't sell it. Shut down. Only serve what you think is the best. Love that. I love that. I just want to challenge you for a second okay. and say that if there was a, a natural emergency, oh, sorry, uh, an emergency, a natural disaster, and the dough isn't right, mm -hmm. if you can't sell it, consider giving it away or sell it with a caveat that it's not going to be the best, but you still got to serve the community. I don't know. Maybe maybe food for thought. That may or may not be the yeah. right answer. I mean, it, it just depends in the in the scenario, honestly. Like, if it's, if that's all you have, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have everything else, heck yeah, don't sell it. But if that's all you have and you need to feed people in that scenario, you probably may want to consider and just like let everyone know, like it's not up to standard. It's not perfect, but this is the scenario we're in. And I just want you to be aware. I mean, at the end of the day, bottom line, like I said earlier is Food in someone's belly is a basic need. For people sure. probably won't care in an emergency situation. For sure. I definitely wanted to say that, but I totally heard what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Like the standard is so key and I know exactly what you mean. And that is so, so important. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And last question. Okay. What do you want to leave people with today? Be prepared, man. So all I can say is just have some kind of thought in your mind. Like, you know, your area, you know, what 
can happen, what's possible. Um, if you don't, just look into your history of your area and just think about those things of what could possibly go wrong that I may not be prepared for. And how do I solve that problem? Because it's a problem that a lot of people don't think about. Great answer. Nicole, it's always a pleasure talking to you. You're amazing to talk to and, and learn from. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. You're the, you've, you've hit a record. You've been on the show three times officially, but we were releasing <laughs> two episodes. So congratulations. You, you've hit a milestone that not many people that no one has ever done before. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Do cool. I get a medal? <laughs> <laughs> you do. You will one day. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, thank you so much for being okay. on the show. I appreciate you. Hey, no, I appreciate you. Nicole, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Oh, my goodness. I appreciate you for all the education you've given me so far. And I wish you the best of luck with your new classes. Keep on killing it, girl. To you, the listener. I mean, come on. Do I have to remind you and tell you? Get on your Instagram. Find Nicole. Socials linked in the show notes. Give her an ad and let her know what's good, though. One more final announcement. Thank you all for all of the love and comments and for sharing these episodes. Really, they make a huge difference when you tell your friends and fam what's good though so if you don't know how to do that check the post check my story hit the share button and we're off to the races i cannot believe how many folks have shared these episodes over the last two weeks it really speaks out and if you love this episode if you love any episode share it with another pizza lover other than that have a great day have a great weekend. Have a great month. And I'll see you next Friday. I'll talk to you next Friday, however you're listening to this. Peace!